Ewe Ewe baba Kama wana Israeli Unapo itwa Unasikia Unaponena Unatenda Ongoza na nami Kwenye huimbaji Siku zote Ewe baba Jesus, my dear listeners, on this platform of On Fire Agape Ministry, here is Pastor Francis from Kenya preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you so much. I am a minister of the gospel, uh, preaching with um, the Grace Covenant Church here in Kenya. Um, today, we are going to talk about sanctification. After we have been born of God, and after we have been able to experience that liberty of being freed from the power of darkness, from the slave market of sin, 
through justification in that God declared us to be right with him uh, when we believed that it is true Christ became our saints on the cross. He was buried and rose again without our sin. Then after we have been justified, we have become coherent with Christ Jesus. We are sons of God. Now what follows is sanctification. We have been born into that family of God. Now we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. Our spirit person has been perfected as it is in the book of First John chapter 4 and verse 17. We have been perfected and um, for the purpose of one day uh, walking boldly before the judgment seat even as the book of Apostle John says, and that um, he concludes by saying, just as he is in heaven, so are we on this earth, speaking of our position in Christ Jesus, the justified spirit. Now, we are looking at the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 1, and the subject here is uh, sanctification. The Bible says from verse 1 to verse 7, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been fled from sin. Praise the name of the Lord. This chapter begins with a question. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul, having spoken of God's grace and salvation which we have obtained through justification, as it has been explained in Romans chapter 5 in details. Now, a question has been raised, and I want to believe that him being a good teacher definitely knew very well that from where I have come from teaching about God's righteousness and his justification, now there are many people who are wondering, now that, now that we are righteous, now that we have been justified, should we continue sinning? My previous subject, as it is in the book of um, Romans 5 and verse 20, it says that moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but where the sin abounded, grace abounded much more. This is where actually the question is coming from, that when the law was entered, the offense abounded, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that now, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, he began by asking a question. Do you think that I'm advocating that now we sin that uh, grace may abound? 
Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the grace of God is a free gift, but it's not cheap. It is by the grace of God we have been justified. It is God who fulfilled the law through his son on the cross. His son became our sin, and as a result, having taken away the sin, we are freely receiving salvation from our God. However, this salvation that you're receiving freely, it is not cheap. It cannot be cheap whatsoever because it has costed the death of his only son, Jesus Christ. So that now, verse 1 says here, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? We need to understand something here, that the question as it is asked, uh, it is referring to sin, which is not an action here. It is in singular. That is to say that is a noun. It is a name. It is not an action we are dealing with here. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? <laughs> so oh, this question is asking, there is something there is something that still exists in our bodies. We have been liberated, yes, but there is something that still remains in our body, in our flesh. It's called sin. Shall we continue in it that grace may abound? Then the answer comes, certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Now, verse 2 is helping us to understand that it is we who died to sin. It is not the sin that died. It is we who died to sin. That now begins to help you understand what verse 1 is asking. Shall we then, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? It is us who died to sin. It is not the sin that died. So shall we therefore live in this sin any longer? which we died to it? That is the question. We died to sin. When we believe in the gospel, our spirit were raised from the dead. They were raised from the dead and were hidden with Christ in God. And that is what the book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3 says. For you died and your life was hidden with Christ in God. When you, when you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the debt of sin was paid for, what that now remains is to remove that enmity that is in your mind. The fact that you do not know, ignorance can never be a defense before God. Now that you know, you know that your sin was paid for and that Christ died for your sin. He rose again without your sin, so that your sin was nailed on the cross. You died to it. When you believed, you died to that sin. And God made sure that he has disconnected your spirit with the sin nature. However, the sin nature is in your flesh. Your spirit has been disconnected 
Your spirit can never sin. Your spirit can never live in this sin whatsoever because it has been raised and hidden with Christ in God. Praise the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, also verses 5, 6, and 7 repeat the same thing, that when the riches of God's mercy and the goodness of God's love reaches, reach to us, um, we were saved. We were raised together with Christ, and we were seated. We, we were made to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. We are talking of our spirit. The salvation as regarding our spirit, that is called justification, and it is done once and for all, and there is eternal security uh, uh, attached to it. It can never be lost. You died to sin. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is also what the book of Apostle uh, John, First John chapter 3, Number 10 there, say that that which is born of God cannot sin because the seed of God remains in him. Praise the name of the Lord. Once born again, that is now your spirit has been raised from the dead. It is hidden with Christ. It is actually hidden. It has got no freedom to do whatever it's do because it is now living, uh, 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 living in, uh, it is now living in Christ. It is hidden. It is eternally secure. It cannot sin. The seed of the Son of God remains in that spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. How then? That is the question. How can that be? That is the question Apostle Paul is asking. After having explained about justification and how, you know, our spirit had been raised from the dead, the question comes, how? I don't understand. Why would you think like that? How can I, how can I live any longer? How can my spirit live in the sin that in the first place it has died to? It is impossible. Praise the name of the Lord. It is impossible for the spirit of the regenerate to sin. In verse three, he explained, all do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. <laughs> Think about that passage. Don't you know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? It is still explaining further what exactly transpired when you believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is not a joke. There is a powerful thing that took place in your spirit. Your spirit was dead. It was in the hands of another king, the devil. So the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. We were in a certain dominion. Our spirits were in a certain dominion. They were raised. They were released from that king and were transferred into another king. Hallelujah. Actually, the book of Romans explains so much about our position and therefore helping us to know what is our responsibility now that we are born of God. The book of Matthew chapter 3, 
verses 11 says, Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean, uh, clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John the Baptist, he explained about Jesus. He says that me, John, I'm baptizing you with water because you have repented. And therefore you identify with the message that I'm preaching, the message of the kingdom. Receive baptism and wait for the kingdom. That was the message of John. He was saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So whoever believed in that message could be baptized publicly for a testimony, and then that person could wait for the kingdom. Right? And now John says, he who comes after me will not baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the spirit and fire. And therefore, verses 12 explain that. Uh, there's a time when he will separate the wheat from um, uh, his, uh, from the chaff. The chaff would be burned. The wheat will be gathered into his into his into his store. What that means is that whoever that hear the gospel today, the moment you believe in the gospel you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. But whoever rejects the gospel, one day, the same, same Jesus will send them to the hellfire. That is what he's talking about. Apostle John is, is actually asking, don't you know that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his dead, not water, we were baptized into his dead. Praise the name of the Lord. We were baptized into his dead. We heard the gospel that he became our sin on the cross. He, he died, was buried, and he rose again. So we died with him. We were buried with him. We rose with him. It is by faith we are born again. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not by water. First Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> The Bible says here um, regarding the same issue, verse 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, the Bible says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Praise Jesus. For by one, by one spirit, the spirit of Christ, we were baptized, we all, but we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. There's an issue of being baptized by one spirit into one body, and of course, drinking one spirit. These are matters of faith. When you believe in the gospel, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, it says that when you had the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
who is a guarantee of the inheritance until the uh, the possession of the uh, uh, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Praise the name of the Lord. All these are just speaking about one thing. When John said that I baptize you with water, he who comes after me will baptize you with the Spirit and with fire. So going forward, we expect Jesus to baptize the saints with the Spirit. This is what Paul is reminding us, that when we heard the gospel, by that one Spirit, we were baptized into one body, into his death. Is it not moving along? In Romans, he's saying we were baptized into his death. In First Corinthians chapter 11, he's saying we were baptized into one body, the church. Meaning that when you're being baptized, what is happening? You're being entered into a body of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. When you're, when you're hearing the gospel, uh, 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 basically, when Christ justifies you, he gives you right away the spirit who comes in crying out, Abba, Sab, Abba Father. And basically that process is what is called justification. You are being entered into a body and you are being made a son, a co-heir with Christ Jesus. You are, you are being entered into a relationship. The Holy Spirit serves as a DNA that God gives unto his son. Praise the name of the Lord. So we were all baptized into one um, spirit. Another way to look at this issue of baptism, um, in the book of uh, Colossians chapter 2, and the Bible says in verses 9, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of our principalities and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off of the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. What is the baptism of Jesus Christ for his saints? It is of the Spirit. Amen. Now, how do we get connected to this Jesus who is... Um, uh, who is who is the Godhead bodily? And the Bible says the moment we um, receive this baptism, we are therefore complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. Therefore, what happens? When you are being baptized, you are being spiritually circumcised. Praise the name of the Lord. Another way of looking at baptism is looking at it as a spiritual circumcision which is not made with uh, with the, which is not made with the hands of men but is done by Christ himself what does it mean putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ Jesus what is the apostle paul say again romans chapter 3 uh, chapter uh, chapter 6 that um uh, that when when we were baptized into Christ Jesus we were baptized into death and what is happening there is that the body of sin is being uh, uh, put off. The old man is being put off that body of sin so that we may be able to serve God in the newness of spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. First of all, it is telling you of the position so that now you know there is a responsibility that follows this positioning. We shall be able to talk about the responsibility maybe next time. But it's good for you to know 
uh, who you are in Christ Jesus. Having known that you are positioned in Christ Jesus, then you can walk talking about that. You can walk reflecting on that. You can walk reflecting on that. You, <laughs> you can rest assured that this is who you are uh, and, and that God loves you. He has entrusted you with a ministry. You have a responsibility if only you reckon, if only you allow, if only you know and continue knowing. The more you continue knowing, the more you realize, wow, there is so much that God has already achieved for you to be what you are today. Praise the name of the Lord. So that now you have been spiritually circumcised. The body of sin has been put off by the circumcision of Christ, which is baptism, and that um, you, you have been raised with him through faith, and therefore, this is the working of God, which raised him also from the dead. Praise the name of the Lord. So therefore, this is incredible, my dear listener. The more we hear of this grace of God, the more we realize how much powerful the hand of God is upon our life, and how much indeed God anticipates that um, we disseminate this knowledge for the purpose of leading many people to Christ Jesus on the basis of the truth. May the Lord bless you even as you follow this word in you to help you see how much you have been cut off, how we have been, how your body of sin have been cut off, and how much, and how much indeed, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Spirit of God is yearning to manifest the glory of God in your life and through your life to the glory of God Almighty. God bless you, my dear listener, and may your life be transformed by this knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ because it is so powerful and mighty. Father, I want to thank you for my dear listener. I want to thank you for this grace that you have bestowed upon us that you can be able to study and have this kind of revelation of your word. It is so powerful to our hearing. Daddy, thank you so much. Enable us, hoping of a glory, to comprehend this knowledge, to comprehend this wisdom, so that um, we can cease to be, uh, as we continue to reckon of who we are now in Christ Jesus, that we can let the word of God dwell in us powerfully, uh, and that as a result, God, your spirit, will be able to manifest your glory uh, in and through us, O oh God, without any struggle, uh, because, um, uh, because indeed your knowledge in us is helping us to know that um, you have saved us for the purpose of using us for your own glory. I want to thank you all together even uh, for uh, the, the, the directors and the team that work together to make sure that the, uh, the message is on air a king of a glory here on on fire agape ministry may your blessings uh, uh, and favor be upon them in a mighty way may you continue to guide them and expand their boundaries like never before we love you we give you glory in jesus name we pray amen god bless you my dear listener and continue keeping it right here on the on fire agape ministry and your life will continue to change from one glory to another amen
Nara 